They never stop. They never quit. They never sleep. They never rest. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. And the Democrats in the House of Representatives advancing two pieces of legislation to go after firearms, H.R. 8 and H.R. 1446. Cam Edwards joins us now from BearingArms.com, where he is the Capo de Tutti Capo over there, to break down what these two pieces of legislation are, what it is that House Democrats are trying to do to impinge on Second Amendment rights, and what the future is in the Senate, or possibly in the Supreme Court. Let's start with H.R. 8, which is about background checks, which is weird because there are already background checks, but this is about private transfers where they want to get involved. Yeah, exactly, Tony. Thanks very much for the invite. Uh, Yes, H.R. 8 would require that background checks be performed on, as you say, private transfers of firearms. Uh, How exactly the federal government would, would be aware that these private transactions are taking place, nobody's been able to say. Uh, How exactly this requirement would actually prevent illicit firearms transfers from taking place among criminals, nobody can explain. Uh, But, you know, it's a feel-good, do-something piece of legislation. It polls pretty well. uh, And that, I think, ultimately is why Democrats push this bill through, not because of any actual public safety benefit. They also got eight Republicans to vote in favor of this. This seemed it's very obvious that this is not something you'd be able to track in any way. But it does seem like it's a great way to put something on the books to therefore criminalize anybody who's involved in, I don't know, uh, a, a well, any bit of commerce. Well, not even that. I mean, you know, look, under the provisions of this bill. Um, let's say your neighbor calls you at nine o'clock at night and says, Hey, listen, um, I'm really sorry, but I'm very scared. My ex has been threatening me. I'm worried he's going to show up. Um, could, I know that you're a gun owner, you know, could, could I borrow a handgun just for the night? So I feel better, uh, under this law or under this bill, you'd have to say no, because if you gave her a gun, you'd be violating the law. The, the law has a, uh, an exemption for quote, imminent threats so basically you'd have to wait until that abusive ex shows up at her door tries to break it down and then you could run over and toss her a handgun and say here now you can protect yourself uh as soon as he leaves or as soon as the threat is stopped she would have to then give the gun back to you uh but other than that you know you would not be allowed to to give her or loan her a firearm you could not loan a firearm to a friend for a couple of weeks so you could go hunting out west uh you would be allowed under this bill to sell a gun to your aunt without going through a background check but you couldn't sell a gun to her daughter uh, without going through a background check. I mean, it's, it's, it's so screwy and ridiculous. And the really sad thing is, Tony, that there are steps that Congress will be taking right now that do not involve putting any new laws on the books that truly would impact violent criminals, truly would make our communities safer. They're not doing it. Instead, they're offering up empty promises to good people in bad neighborhoods that they're going to be protected because of this nonsensical piece of legislation. Talking to Cam Edwards of BearingArms.com. The other one is H.R. 1446, which is basically saying you get a waiting period and you get a waiting period. It doesn't matter what your state says. Everyone gets a waiting period. Yeah, and an indefinite waiting period. Under federal law right now, if you go and you get a, an instant background check when you buy a gun at retail, uh, it generally comes back approved, might come back denied, uh, and it could come back delayed. And in those circumstances, the FBI has three business days to do further research uh, and figure out if you're prohibited or not. If they don't get back to the gun seller within three days, that seller can release the firearm to the person who wants to buy it. 
1446 would do would be extend that period to 10 business days. And then after that, you still couldn't release the gun. Even if the FBI had not gotten back to you and said, yep, you're good to go, or nope, don't sell that gun, you would have to petition the federal government in writing to actually release that firearm. So on paper, it's a 10-day waiting period, but in practice, it could be an indefinite delay. That's if it comes back. That's if it comes back undetermined, right? Right, yeah. So, but that on its on its face seems so unconstitutional that how could the Supreme Court, at least in this fashion, even begin to uphold such a thing? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, and of course, you know, I would expect that the Supreme Court would strike down uh, a law like this if it actually got on the books. But, you know, we're waiting for the Supreme Court to take a Second Amendment case. Um, it's been over 10 years now since the court has really ruled in a case dealing with our right to keep and bear arms. They've got a case dealing with the right to carry that they're going to consider in conference here in a couple of weeks. But we need to see the court actually start accepting some Second Amendment cases before gun owners can feel confident uh, that the court's going to offer any sort of protection for our right to keep and bear arms. Talk to me about what we're thinking about in the Senate here. This could go 50-50 in a tie break to Kamala Harris, uh, Joe Manchin, Kristen Sinema. Um, They're all going to be in favor of these things? Yeah, I would expect that Manchin would be in favor. I mean, he was the co-author of the Manchin-Toomey background check bill, which did not go as far as H.R. 8, uh, but he is in favor of expanding background checks. Uh, I think you could probably get, you know, even a Republican like Susan Collins to go along uh, with a measure like this, but they're not going to be able to get 60 votes in the Senate. And so that's where the questions really, you know, come up. Uh, Can they try to do this via budget reconciliation? Uh, Can they try to, you know, shove this into some must-pass budget bill? I, I don't know. Uh, But I do know that Chuck Schumer has said they're going to bring this bill to the floor. Uh, It's very clear that this is, you know, something that Joe Biden wants to get done. And I think that Senate Democrats are going to look at every possible way that they can get this to Biden's desk uh, with just 51 votes. His name is Cam Edwards, E-D-W-A-R-D-S. Bearing Arms is the site, B-E-A-R-I-N-G, BearingArms.com. Be sure to check it out and get the latest. Uh, Before I let you go, I got about 40 seconds. Uh, The minute it went 50-50 in the Senate, this is what you were going to see, right? Like, like. Everybody knew this, this level of insanity and real hate for lawful gun ownership was coming. I think we knew it before the election. I, I think we knew it with Joe Biden's candidacy. I mean, he was running on the most anti-gun platform in American history. Uh, and so far, we've seen Democrats embrace that agenda. Cam Edwards, E-D-W-A-R-D-S. Follow him on the Twitter box. And the site is BearingArms.com, Cam. Always, uh, thank you. Andrew Cuomo going to hold a presser. Andrew Cuomo might resign, but there's no way he's going to resign. But guess who's calling for him to resign? She's got three initials. This is Tony Katz today.